Beers, Dads, Ball, Podcast, with your host, Showdog. Anthony Richardson looks left, steps up in the pocket, rolls right, there he goes, he's got a linebacker and a beat on the sideline, he takes off, he misses the tackle, he's at the 50, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20! Oh, Anthony Richardson is the front runner for the Heisman on his fifth touchdown of the day! Are you fucking kidding me? This kid is electric! Gola? I'm gonna just go in a real different, different direction with this. <laughs> and I'm gonna say boobs. <laughs> and KG. I freaking cannot stand it when sports fans use the term we when a team loses <laughs> that they cheer for. The Patriots go out and lose a game. Oh, yeah, we had a really rough game tonight. We just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. We just, you know, we didn't show up to the game. You weren't a part of the fucking game. You're not a part of the team. There's no we. The Pats lost. They lost. It was them, not we. Don't ever fucking use that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Going to be talking a lot of football today. <clears throat> Go over the games Shocking. from uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. And games coming up and where we're at. Um, You know, I, I've been dying to get to this. Buffalo. Ooh. What happened? Oh, what happened, Buffalo? You're the king of the East. You're the most dominant team to ever walk on a football field. No, you're not. No, you're not. You can't even get to a fucking AFC championship game when you're supposed to be the best team in the NFL. You guys took over the Patriots stardom. Now you haven't even been to a fucking Super Bowl. Buffalo (laughs) fans are the dumbest fans on the fucking planet. I've been saying it all year. They've been trashing Patriots fans on all over social media. About how the Patriots runs over. Yeah, well, your run hasn't started. Your I run saw, hasn't started. I saw something that said, is the Bills dynasty already over? <laughs> it's like a, it's over. <laughs> a dynasty. They have a, dude, they have a monster issue with their coach's average. And he's not making yeah. Josh Allen great. And they're not going to get rid of him. He's not going to be the guy to go until 10 years down the road. And guess what? Josh Allen's 32 and there's a better fucking quarterback that's younger right in his reins, like right behind him. Like that's what's going to happen. You're going to be stuck in mediocre good the entire time. They, they need to do like a Marty Sh- uh, like what the Chargers did to Marty Schartenheimer. 14-2 and two loss in the AFC Championship game. They fired the motherfucker. Yep. Like, McDermott's just like, he's just probably not a really good coach. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think you got to be fairly good to get your team to the record he has the last two seasons. But he's obviously not good enough to get him over the hump. And he They're going to need somebody who's like, elite at the helm to like get out of the AFC because you have Reed and Mahomes is a, they're a fucking juggernaut. Like it's absurd. And I don't mean, I don't know how good of a coach Zach Taylor is, but I know Joe Burrow might be the best player in the NFL. So I, they got to figure something else out in Buffalo because I don't, McDermott's not the guy. Do you think they're missing uh dabble a little bit? That, Josh Allen's I missing took him? the words out of my mouth, Kev. Like, that's what I was going to say. Is that you guys were really good last year and probably should have went to the Super Bowl. But you had probably a better offensive coordinator who's the better coach. Like, I was thinking about 
this weekend when the 49ers played Dallas, right? Like Shanahan is the coach of the 49ers. The defensive coordinator is uh D'Amico. Yeah, right. No, for for the uh Cowboys. Oh, oh uh, who's the Dan head coach Quinn. for Dan Quinn. Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn was the head coach, right? At Fe- the Falcons. Well, the Falcons might have been good, not because of Dan Quinn, but because of Shanahan. This is the same thing that's happening. The Bills were good because of Dable. They're not good because of whatever the idiot name is there now. Dorsey. That should be fire. McDermott? They mean? Dorsey. No, Bill Burr. McDermott. Oh, okay. You're talking to head coach. Head coach. Yeah, no. Yeah. McDermott, McDermott's, McDermott looked good last year because he was surrounded by really good coaches. Now you bring in Dorsey, who sucks. Dorsey sucks. I, I mean, how long have we been saying it? We said week one, they got to find their running game. He did it's, it with a fucking quarterback. That's not going to work. You're not Lamar yeah. Jackson. That, that's not your style. Your your runs have to be created through the through the play, through your progression, and safely for the best player in the NFL, the most talent player in the NFL. And they they missed that. Can you guys answer me this back. question? So say if a head coach gives all play calling abilities to the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, right? He puts the trust yeah. in them that those they're making the calls on both both sides of the ball. What's the head coach doing during the game? Managing. It's more like you know, managing it. It's, you know, the timeout portion of it. It's like, okay, we're I – and mean, I still think, like, if it comes down to certain situations, they're the ones that are making the call. Okay, we're going for it on fourth down here. Yeah. Just come up with a fourth down play. It's, it's – it's, yeah. It's more done in practice, Kev. It's more, okay, this is what game we want to run in stuff. these situations. And then you just give it to your coordinator, and it's like, okay, I agree with that. Let's run this. And then in practice, you're like, no, let's scratch that. I don't like that. I do like this. And then you just, you know, make, like last year, Bill Belichick did nothing with the offense. I mean, nothing. McDaniels ran everything. It was. I don't think, other than, okay, we're going for it. If we, you know, it's third down and 10. If we get five here, we're going to go for it on fourth and five or shorter. Bam. That's it. Um, but I, I don't know. McDermott's not the guy for Josh Allen. And you need someone to challenge Josh Allen. Um, Bruce Arians would be ideal. Like you oh. remember how much Bruce Arians challenged Brady in his first year. Yeah. It was like, I don't understand why he would throw that ball. Like, obviously you know what I would do? he's just putting him on blast. So it takes down, like, you know, takes him down a notch. So he plays better. Like you get pissed off about that. And Josh Allen right now thinks he's the fucking King dude. And he's not. If, if I'm Buffalo and they won't do it and they're going to miss out on this, but if I'm Buffalo, I'm making a phone call or whoever the owner is, I'm making a phone call right now and seeing if um, Sean Payton's interested in fucking interviewing for Buffalo. Because I think Sean Payton's a guy that can turn. I mean, the, the the Bills roster is good enough to win a Super Bowl. I just don't think the coaching is. Sean Payton's a guy I think that can get that roster to win a fucking Super Bowl. He, and I think he can do something completely different than what they've been doing offensively. Um, so, but they're not going to do it. McDerm- if McDermott goes 12 and five again, 13 and four again next year and gets outside of the division around, they have to fire him. If they right. don't, they're, they're the fucking loser franchise because I don't give a fuck how many games you can win in the regular season. If you can't do anything in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Like, right. He's good. He's deal. not great. He's not a great coach. But he, the thing is, is like, Great, you guys are like I don't say dominating the division, but the last two years like they've won the division. But you're beating like 
especially last year, you beat three bad teams. You beat three bad teams twice and won six games that way. This year, like, it was a little bit different. You lost to Miami, but you beat up on the Patriots and Jets. Like, big fucking deal. Like, yeah, the Patriots used to do that to the division, but they usually, like, got it done in the playoffs, too. So that's where there's, like, a it's a huge difference there. Buffalo beats up on a bad fucking division and then just sucks in the playoffs. Like, they got thoroughly dominated. Cincinnati beat the fucking Oh, yeah, off. they could have beat them by way game more was than they not, That game wasn't even close. They yeah. didn't have a fucking shot in hell to win that game. Those are the three best quarterbacks in the NFL, right? I mean, Burrow, Mahomes, yes. and Josh Allen. If you're starting a franchise, which yeah. one are you guys taking? In order. Who's your who's your number three? Who who are you taking Allen. third? Allen's three. Yeah, Allen's three for me too. And See, I'm, I'm taking you, Burrow. If, if He's your Burrow, third? If, uh, Allen's three to me, and if Burrow beats Mahomes Sunday, I'm taking Mahomes, I'm taking Burrow one. Because but he's beaten him like what is it? If he wins, it'll be what five and zero against Mahomes. Four and zero. Five and zero. Was that what it four? Four and zero, and then be back to back years in KC. You know, in the conference championship. Right. Yeah. I I mean, listen, Mahomes is to me is he's the pinnacle. Like I think Mahomes is the best quarterback. Like he's the he's the number one guy. But if Burrow goes in there and fucking beats him again, now I understand Mahomes is injured, and we'll get to that. But I don't know, dude. Like. Burrow has just got this fucking swagger about him. Like he doesn't give a fuck who he plays, where they play it. Like dude just balls out all the time. Yeah. I think Mahomes awesome. is like probably the the batting favorite every year to MVP, but I I think Burrow is just that guy who wins in the postseason. It seemed like he has a pretty good track record going right now in his young career. That he just gets it done in the biggest stage. So I think in uh, I think in any sport you'd rather have a guy uh, you'd rather have a guy that leads you to a Super Bowl than a guy that leads you to an MVP. So I think I might take Burrow over Mahomes as well. I'm going. I would go uh, Mahomes to Josh Allen one. Wow, that's how good I think Josh Allen really is. This is. just a hot take, or are you just no? To... I I I've been saying. I mean, I thought he'd be the MVP this year. I think the world of this like that's. What I'm saying is, like, this fucking team is holding him back. Like, they went out and got Himes as a running back to to return punts. That's it. That's all he did was return punts. Like, you knew this team needed the running game. You knew you needed to get pressure off Josh Allen. And they didn't do that. Like, they had zero help going to get him a running game. Uh, I thought, uh, what's the second wide receiver there, the, the tall guy that runs... Davis. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. I thought he'd make a jump up and be a really solid number two, maybe even like a considered a you know a tier one wide receiver. He didn't do that, but like something's holding him back because skill wise, I watch him and I'm like, this fucking kid is awesome. There's something there that's holding these some of these guys back. Like we know Diggs is that good, but I'm just saying, in the long run, Allen attributes to me. Our number one, it's, it's a coach. that's like gonna, what's going to hold them in there. Like you can't be running the ball and then challenging guys, um, in the end zone, like, Oh, like puffing your chest out. And then the next time down you get hit as you're releasing the ball and crying for a fucking penalty. Like you can't have it both ways, bud. You're either going to be someone who cries for penalties. You don't, don't try to act tough and then run behind your team when you're doing it. Like somebody needs to just hold them in fucking check and be like, listen, just win. You need to start worrying about winning and stop worrying about all the other shit. 
and I don't see it. And that's why, but I do think like arm wise, I think he can out throw anyone. I think he's faster than both those guys. I think he's just as accurate as them. I think Mahomes is probably a little bit better at being creative plays after they break down. But I think Joe Burrow has by far the best mentality. Like, I don't think that he gets phased by anything. Mm -hmm. And that's what he needs a little bit more of. And that might be the issue with Allen. Like I am not, I don't, yeah. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you in, in, in that, like that team, that coach maybe holding him back. But like, I mean, really like who knows how good of a coach Zach Taylor is, but like you just said, Burrow's got that dog in him, dude. Like no, he, he does. doesn't care where he is, what the, he, the guy just balls out all the fucking time. It seems like in the biggest games. And sometimes you just have guys regardless of like how talented they are, they just don't have it in them. Yeah. For years and people like, what's well, you know, it'd be like with Peyton Manning, like, yeah, the guy had all the fucking talent in the world and was put up a ton of gaudy stats, but he couldn't win a fucking game in the playoffs because he couldn't beat Brady. Right. He couldn't beat the Patriots. No, he finally got over the hump and eventually won two Super Bowls, but he just, I don't know. It, it, it maybe Allen right now needs a new coach to unlock that potential in him. But right now he just, he doesn't because he played like shit against Miami. He didn't play well against the Bengals. Now I understand the Bengals did a lot to like to affect that, but the guy was fucking awful in the playoffs. I think he had like four, four or five turnovers in two games. Like you can't do that and expect to win. Right. And I look back to like when he played the Patriots. Right. Like the Patriots played really well on offense against them, and then people were like, "Oh, well, they gave up the deep ball." No, those fucking throws by Josh Allen were amazing. Like they were amazing. No one you just you can't count on those. Like you can't count no. on. Like you, yes, they happen, but you can't count on amazing all the time. And that's what the when I watch Dorsey coach this offense, I'm like, he's counting on amazing every time. And Josh Allen just to do everything, run the ball, make these um like some plays have got to be so creative and so easy. Like you watch Mahomes on, you know, thirty percent of his plays or shovel pass easy play for yards that he doesn't have to do much, but they they look good on the stat sheet. And right. there's none of that. It's, it's the other way for Josh Allen. It's, I feel like 75% of the plays is like something that he has to do miraculously to get positive yards. And sometimes they end up being in touchdowns because he's so good at what he does, but you can't count on those, especially in bad weather. Uh, the, after the game, the reporter asked the question, he said, no, better send those refunds. Like the yeah. swagger, like you guys are talking about that. Like if Mahomes is in that situation, like how does Mahomes respond to that question? He probably says like some like thing that he was taught to say properly and everything like that. And I think yeah. that's what, that's why I think people fucking love Burrow. Yeah. Because he yeah, will say Mahomes, that shit. Yeah. Mahomes probably like, yeah, you know, we didn't really pay attention to what anybody was saying. We kind of just focused on what we were yeah. doing here in our own locker room. No, Burrow just is like, fuck you guys, suck my dick, basically. Like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Dude, I see uh, a lot of Brady, uh, Bur- Brady, Brady and Burrow. Burrow. Yeah. Because, like, Brady's first couple years, like, that he was in the league, he wasn't as, like, bitchy and whiny and stuff. Like, he earned that. He earned that through Super Bowls. Um, and that might happen with, like, that just happens with players. But, like, his first couple years, he was cold, man. Like, he would be dancing on, like, the stage with his entire team, like, and people just loved him, you know, and like teammates fucking love Burrow. I think like watching this game, like we're, we're shitting on the bills a lot, but 
just watching the game, I don't know if it was maybe the Bills not prepared, but the Bengals were prepared for fucking everything in that game. Yeah. I feel like they just dominated everything. Like, weren't they missing a few offensive linemen in the game too? Yeah. And like, they just control, they controlled everything in that entire game. And like, so I don't know if it's as much as like Josh Allen not showing up. I think it was just the Bengals like really fucking yeah. came to play. And like, I don't think, I don't think any team in the NFL was going to beat the Bengals on that day, just the yeah. way they were playing. So, I mean, we can shit on the Bills and shit on Josh Allen all we want, but at the end of the day, like they just played like an unbeatable team that day. So, hey, I had a lot of pent up. No, I hear you. Uh, I and you deserve to towards Buffalo yeah. because I've been reading on all mm. these posts all year about these fucking guys. How great they! Anyways, we're gonna turn the page on to how great Cincinnati is. They start off the game by running screen pass, screen pass, quick pass, just to start the game. And I'm like, how are you gonna be able to stop Buffalo's pass rush? already in the back of their mind is they're just going to get rid of it fast. But yeah. by doing that, they were like, we're not going to fucking blitz if they're going to get rid of it fast and we need to get guys to the outside. It stopped them the whole game. I was like, they did three plays to start the game. And then every time Buffalo was like, oh, we're going to go fast. Joe was like, no, you're not. I just throw it to the sidelines. It was awesome. It, it, by the way, those weapons Joe has are also unmatched. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. And yeah, and it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is a future Bengals problem, but, T. Higgins is a free agent after this year, isn't he? No, next year. But oh, it's next year. Yeah, I mean, like, do do they like think about trading him because the and get some assets for him? Now, yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, but no, exactly. So and it was funny that you said that story about trying to neutralize Buffalo's pass rush. Pass rush. Listen to a podcast on uh, Friday, and they were pre kind of previewing the NFL games, and Mark Schlereth is on PMT. And that, what you just said is exactly what he said Friday. He goes, you know, one way you can stop a pass rush and like kind of like hide how bad your offensive line is right now. Get rid of the ball before they can even fucking get across the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He goes and he like mapped it out. He goes, this is exactly he goes, say they throw the ball 30 times. He goes, seven of them are going to be this. And then he goes down. And he's like, you only need to have your offensive line hold up for like nine off nine plays because there's like a seven step drop or something like that. And it's. It's exactly what they did. They just kind of picked them apart. And <laughs> it also helps when you have Mixon, you know, Mixon can run the ball, say, I think, 20 times for like 100 and, 105 yards, 106 yards and touchdown. Yep. P. Yeah, Ryan's I mean, pretty fucking get, solid now, too, as a backup. Yeah. So if you can get rid of the ball that quick and get the ball to Higgins and Boyd and um, Jamar Chase and Hayden Hurst and get the ball into their hands quickly and then you get a run game like that, they're going to be they're going to be a tough out um, for anybody. And their and you, defense is fucking gets after the quarterback too. It, it was scary about the Bengals too, is that I'm just looking at like cap space. Like the bears is absurd. Bears have 115 million in cap space, which is nuts going to next year. But the Bengals have the third most so at $49 million in cap space. So this team could be a lot better, dude, which is pretty fucking scary for the NFL. I think we'll see how they handle this, but very scary team. Uh, I can't remember the other games. What do we got? Um, we don't really need to touch too much on the Eagles and Giants. That was a complete fucking shit kicking. That oh was. God. Yep. Yep. That was very bad. That Eagles 49ers game, like, I don't know how anyone could bet on it. Like, one way or the other. I just, like, I I, I would be like, oh, let's move my money on. No. Move my money on Philly. No. I don't know how they, like, I don't know how either team's going to fucking win. They're both so good. <laughs> Yeah, the Cowboys-Niners game was like kind of a – I mean, if it wasn't a playoff game, it would be a pretty goddamn boring game to watch. Yeah. 
right? Well, wasn't unless you unless you for goal and you like your 12 19 scores, but um, I don't know, wasn't much going on there, but I guess that's what those two teams are built around basically is defense, so yeah. The best um, part of it was Trent Williams. I was just gonna do it, I was gonna say, like, that, like before, gonna just, before the game, is that what you mean? No, oh, during. Watching oh, wow. him, like, I don't know, I've seen a bunch of, like, TikToks on it and stuff. Just watching him against Dallas edge rushers, dude, he just, do- like, I, he dominates him. I didn't like he, he meant. Pars- Parsons. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I don't know if you meant before the game when they were trying to get into yeah, Mar- Mars' head, the kicker's head there. <laughs> Clearly did. Yeah, just talking trash to him. Um, it, I was going to ask this question, and I know it sounds crazy because it's everybody's like, talks about quarterbacks and doesn't. Is Trent Williams the best football player in the NFL? Like, legit the best player? Uh, I don't think so. I would say no, but he's definitely, like, top 15-ish. I mean, I, I don't – I think, like, maybe he's more, but, like, position-wise, value-wise, I think he's probably top 15. No, I, I mean, I understand it's like you got, like – It's hard to say. I'm just saying, like – he might be the best player at his position, like maybe the best player at a position of any position in football. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, is that yeah, a he, better way of saying that? So much better at left tackle the than the other left tackle. Right. I mean, I like, right. Like you look at the quarterbacks, like I think Mahomes is the best quarterback, but is he that much better than Burrow and Allen? No. Maybe Kelsey, not. you can make an argument. Trent, Kelsey, you could, but like Trent Williams, dude, he ate fucking Micah Parsons lunch. Yeah. I think I sort said like Micah Parsons was on him and rushed a quarterback 17 times against him and he had one pressure, one hurry. That's it. Yeah. That guy is just a fucking freak. He really I, is. They do whatever they want. And then I will tell you like, about Micah Parsons though. That clip of him fucking to- one hand tossing McGlinchey was unbelievable. <laughs> he is a special player, no doubt about it. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like McGlinchey did look a little off balance, but he like oh, he grabbed him with one arm. Ride. He like oh, it was unbelievable. Um, uh, yeah. Can we can we talk about the last play the Dallas Cowboys decided to run? <laughs> that was didn't that some was so team bad. try doing that against the Patriots one time? The Colts. The Colts. But they the thing it reminded is, they, me the of Colts, it. The Colts got into a fake punt situation, and they did that, and all it was was like a tactic to try to draw them off sides. Yeah. And they actually snapped the fucking ball with three guys over the center. And it was just like, what? A, but that play was just absurd. The so funniest part bad. was watching Zeke just get fucking bundled. Well, I think Zeke was the like the first, supposed to be catch, pitch back. And I think Zeke was supposed to be the first guy to catch. He got dump trucked. <laughs> it was awesome. He got just absolutely steamrolled. It was so good. And it's so, it's so awesome because I think everyone – if you had to pick a team to shit on in the NFL, like most people would pick the Cowboys, right? Oh and just God. the way, like the Cowboys lose, like always in the playoffs, but just the way the last play goes, it's just, it's vintage Cowboys. So it's great to see. Great. When's the last time they made it to a, even like a conference championship? Was it like Aikman days, like 1995 or something? Yeah. Yeah. They haven't won a playoff game since then. Except oh, they, I mean, they won yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Crazy. I'm sorry. Shit. Yeah. They beat Tampa. That's another um, team. Like, which direction does Dallas go in? Like, you got Zeke under contract. Did he say he want to take a pay cut? I think he, he wants to take a pay cut to stay. Tony Pollard's by far the better running back, and you're gonna have to pay him big bucks to keep Tony Pollard. Uh, <clears throat> well, he's injured too, so. 
there's a lot of like I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty. Like I don't think there's like spaces to like go add players, um, to make your team better. So like what you had is maybe like the best shot you have, and I just don't think it's good enough. Well, I don't think it's good enough because their quarterbacks aren't good enough. Like Dak's Dak's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Like I'm sorry, I'm not a Dak guy. That guy led the NFL in fucking interception this year and missed four games or three games. Do you know, I, I read, I heard something and I was astonished. Dak Prescott since like 2018 or 2019, so whatever, three, four years, whatever it's been, has not gone two straight games without turning the ball over. Wow. That is fucking horrible. Yeah, no, he's got to be better. A turn, he's a turnover machine. And the thing is, I, I understand he's like got to be better, but like, I just feel like at the, for the most part, like you get this deep into somebody's, and I know he hasn't been in the league forever, but he's been starting the league long enough. Like he is what he is. Mm-hmm. Like the guy makes a lot of good plays, but he's going to lose you fucking more games than he probably wins you in big situations because he can't stop turning the ball over. Like in, in between him and Purdy, they tried to throw fucking seven picks in that game apiece. <laughs> like there were so many fucking interceptions. That they just attempt. They sh- like, it's like they were trying to throw the ball to the other team. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great watching Dallas. And it's like, we're just, people just still shitting on them, like, even now. And it's just fucking fantastic. I love it. I can't get enough of it. There's, an, there's another team that needs to do something differently as a head coach, because, but I don't know what the answer is. But Mike McCarthy's a fucking buffoon, too. Yeah, I don't think he's the answer. Yeah, that's a strange one. Because he's just, like, doing whatever Jerry Jones is asking. I I think they maybe, maybe they need a new owner. That's not going to happen. But Jerry, yeah. uh, that owner's a fucking. It may not be they need ball. a new owner. They just need him to like stay the fuck out of everybody's business. He can't though. So like just just write the check. Like I know he's a fucking idiot. He's down on the field talking to the fucking kicker before the game because he missed a couple field goals during warmups. <laughs> the guy's a fucking idiot. Did you guys see how Robbie Gold warms up? Gold, Gold. I would say his Gold. last name. Gold. No. You have. He'll he'll put the ball on the back corner of like the where the pylon is in the back oh, corner of the yes, end zone. Oh yes, I have seen this. Before. And he kicks it directly at the side of the field goal post, and he tries to hit the field goal post from the the side. You know what I mean? Oh no shit! And so he just try, keeps doing that just to keep hitting the post, so he's locked so in like hitting it straight. Yeah, it was that very impressive. That dude is still thumping footballs at forty years old too. He really is. He's got he's fucking pounding on them. Yeah, he is. Uh, Jacksonville, Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing in that, obviously, is, like, I think everyone expected KC to win that, being home, everything. It's just comes down to Mahomes' ankle, right? Um, who came in? What's the backup's name who came in? Chad. And he, like, he, he came in and had one drive, and he played pretty damn good in that one drive, got led him to a touchdown. So he did what he had to do, obviously, while they were figuring out what to do with Mahomes, probably just taped him up a little tighter, but... That's obviously the biggest thing coming to next week is just the health of his ankle. Yeah. Because like you said earlier, like when shit, when shit hits the fan, there's no one better in the NFL than Mahomes at making something happen. Right. He's just so good and so creative at just making just shit turn into fucking gold. So if he can't do that, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. And that, that's the thing with Mahomes is like, He's definitely not like you don't think of him as a runner, but he's so good at keeping plays alive, just moving in and out of the pocket, moving up, moving around. And then like in the playoffs, he he's he was he's been good in the past, like stepping up and running for his seven, eight, nine yards at a whack when he when he needs to. But 
he just is so fucking it's unbelievable the place he keeps alive it's just if you're a fan of a team that's playing against him it's the most infuriating fucking thing in the world right because you think you have him sacked two or three times and next thing you know he throws the ball fucking 40 yards downfield and like kelsey's standing there by himself and or, it's underhand underhand throw too <laughs> yeah or behind the back or something fucking yeah. stupid left left-handed but it's yeah it's just but yeah, I don't know. It was, that actually wasn't a bad football game. Jacksonville's got a lot to build off of for sure moving into next year. Um, they just need some more, you know, need some more pieces and another year to, you know, another year for Lawrence to get um, kind of mature a little bit. But I don't think they're going away. I, I think that they're going to be owning that division. And I know that's not saying a lot because that division's bad. But I think, you know, the Colts suck, the Texans suck, and until Tennessee has a solution at quarterback, I mean that's that's a Jags should be the Jags division to lose, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Moving forward. Yeah. Uh, do you want do you have anything to say about that game show, Doug? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's the first time in a while that I've bet with Mahomes, so for Kansas City, and it was a lot more enjoyable to watch Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's usually like what Fergola said. It's usually like so frustrating watching them because you're like, hey, that play's not going any touchdown. What? <laughs> and uh, this time it was kind of nice to be like, come on, Patrick, work your magic. <clears throat> yeah. You guys obviously had like an absurd run being Patriots fans where like you obviously your team's always in the playoffs and they were always making it deep and always going to the Super Bowls. So like you're obviously cheering for your team the entire like postseason, right? But, like, obviously the last few years, Patriots haven't really fared too well in the playoffs. So, like, do you guys find yourselves, like, picking a team, a new team each year to, like, root for? It's, like, a, a new team that, like, you like because, like, maybe there's a player on this team or whatnot. Like, are you cheering um, for a team this year? And is it, like, different from last year, maybe? I, like, I don't know if it's, I don't even know. I was probably cheering for the Bengals last year, like, going through just because I fucking love Burrow. Um, So, I'm kind of, like, feeling that way now, like. I I won a Cincinnati San Francisco Super Bowl because I mm-hmm. fuck fuck Philly, sorry Crackle, but fuck Philly and um I just don't want Mahomes to win another. I don't want like everybody like listen I, Mahomes is incredible, the guy is fucking unbelievable. I love watching him play, but when like the begin things and people are like started asking questions like after he won that first one, it's like is he gonna catch Brady? Fuck yeah. Off. No, he's not. So I just want him to lose every single season now because people were like asking that question after he won one fucking Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. um, I want, I you know, I think I'm like, I don't know what it is. I think I'm kind of leaning like San Francisco this year. I just, I love the way they play. They fucking run the football a lot and they play defense. And I just, I don't know. I always, I kind of like that kind of style of football, but. It's a cool story too with Purdy being Mr. Relevant to like lead him to a yeah. Super Bowl. Pretty right. cool. Yeah. Um, I did get a text. This weekend um, from Crackle saying, hey, make sure you let KG know he picked the Giants. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, with that said, I am actually rooting for the Eagles. Like, I truly am. Like, I just feel a little bit more like I, I feel like Philly fans are a lot like New England fans. Like, we're so naive and scumbags. And I think they are, too. Like, I, they're a little bit. They more, are way bigger scumbags than we are. But we are. Yeah, but they're scumbags and we're intolerable. Like we are so annoying. Like New England fans are such annoying yeah. fan base. Like we had one quarterback that pretty much did everything for us, 
and we're just and like now listen to us we're bitching and we pretty much made the like we were so close to making the playoffs and we're acting like we're the worst team in the nfl which we're clearly not um but we're intolerable and they're scumbags <laughs> but i am rooting for philly um there's been like times obviously in the NFL like where like a six six seed goes on to win the Super Bowl. I won't name the team who did that in the past, you know. And it's like when the season ends and they win the Super Bowl, it's like that they just get lucky for three games and like are they really the best team to win the Super Bowl? But I think all four of these teams, like you can make a case like they are the best team in the NFL this year. And so to me, it's like I don't really give a shit who wins this year because like I think whoever wins is probably going to be the best team at the end of the day because they they earned it and like I think they proved it throughout the season that they were one of the best teams. So uh, it's a cool time. It's cool stories like when the wild card teams that are like a six seed can make a huge run and it's crazy in the time. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like are they really the best team that we're crowning the champion? So, uh, but I I would prefer the Bengals to win. I guess I think I just I love Burrow. So you're cool. yeah you're a Joe guy, man. Yeah, I'm. That's a good good guy to be a fan of. Um. I I was thinking about this like today. Every team has obviously like a strong point and a weak point. Besides probably Philly, like Philly's the only team that's like doesn't have like a, like a super strong suit, and they also don't have a super flaw. Like I think Kansas City has a flaw. Like they don't have the strongest run game, and they have some weak spots on defense. Uh, Cincinnati has no offensive line right now. Uh, obviously the 49ers don't have a quarterback. So, I mean, those teams have flaws. I don't know if Philly does, but they also don't have the superstars or they have superstars. They just don't have like a very strong point of their team. You you obviously can't do it, but if you were to take out like Hertz's rushing, like their rushing attack is pretty weak. But because they have Hurts, it's like they have probably a pretty damn, like, unstoppable rush, running attack, it seems and like. it's so good in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I will say, like, they're – it's not horrible, but their run defense isn't great either. Like, their their total team defense is good because they only allow, like, 180 yards a game passing. But they are letting up over 100 and, like, it's like 122 or 123 mm-hmm. a game on the ground. So, and San Francisco is like a team that that's what they do. And if they get that run game fucking grooving, that could be that could spell some trouble for Philly. Now, um, I know that that run defense has been di- uh, a lot different when Jordan Davis is playing, and I, I truthfully I haven't paid attention. I don't know if he's playing or not. Um, that's that's a huge thing for him. But they there I would say there, and yes. I'm going to use this like air quotes their weakness because like I said, it's really not really one because they're like middle of the road. Um, they're going against maybe the worst team in the league to have like in terms of for that matchup because the Niners just run the ball so well. Um, right. Um, but they're, they're, they have dogs up front, like Fletcher Cox. Yeah, no, I'm, listen, I'm going to play he's devil's advocate here. No, I get you. I get you. And I just think like that team is, they have a cornerback, Darius Slay, that can go one-on-one with whoever the outside guy is. So you don't need help. Like then you bring that extra guy into the box. Uh, I just, man, I, I mean, we'll get into that matchup, but I, I just, I yeah. just think Philly matches up pretty fucking well with most, mostly every team, as long as they're healthy, which hasn't been the thing, the case all year. Um, 
All right, let's go down through the awards where finalists were announced today. MVP is five of them. I think it's pretty clear cut. We all knew who's going to win that. The only person not that's QB was Justin Jefferson, which was pretty warranted. He had a pretty unbelievable season. But uh, do you think in your lifetime you'll ever see a non-quarterback win the MVP? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Another time? Didn't Henry win it a few years ago? Did he? No, I don't think so. I think the last running back, well, who was it like? Probably Sean Alexander oh, or something. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm LT. sorry. I'm sorry. LT, did he win I it? I was saying. I think so. When I said that, I was, because I, the reason I said that is because I made the comment about how with the Heisman, it's just a quarterback award. And yeah. you guys were like, Devonta Smith won it two years ago. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So that's what I was thinking of. Um, No, I don't. It's, yeah. they, it's a quarterback award. It, it's never going to happen. So they have MVP and then they do offensive player of the year, right? And MVP is probably... Most likely not going to be a defensive player either. I mean, maybe Aaron Donald was close a few years. but So offensive player year. What I hate about this is that they have Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and then Jefferson and Tyreek Hill as the four finalists for that. Like, if MVP is clearly a quarterback award, why they should just make it so a quarterback can't win offensive player of the year. But right. the thing is, Jefferson will probably win that award. Yeah, he probably will, but I think it's silly that the – there's probably shit in contracts I agree with, where no, if you're I a finalist, you get maybe a bonus or so, I don't know. There's probably stuff like no. that. And like, does Mahomes really need to win MVP and then also be a finalist for Offensive Player of the Year? I don't no, know. I agree it with seems you. a bit much. Yeah, Jefferson probably wins that. Defensive Player of the Year seems pretty clear cut. It's Bosa, Chris Jones, and Michael Parsons. I think Bosa was a huge betting favorite in that one. Uh, yeah. Comeback Player. This one's pretty interesting because I think all three guys are pretty awesome. They had a pretty good year, but Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith. I don't know. I haven't looked at betting odds. I think and Gino, as weird as it, like yeah. I'm in favor of the other, but Gino was like dead. Yeah, he was dead, man. I hope Gino wins it, but I think all yeah. three of them have a case. Right, I do too. Yeah. Uh, Coach of the year, we talked about Slova a little bit a few weeks ago, I think, but it's Dabble, Doug Peterson, and then Kyle Shanahan. So Sarani, that wasn't even a finalist. I don't Are believe. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't think he was at least. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it says NFL lists five finalists of Coach of the Year, but the Associated Press only lists three finalists for Coach of the wow. Year. So Associated Press only listed those three. And then Serrani and I can't remember the other one where the NFL. I can't remember what the other one was. but uh, Offensive rookie. Got Purdy. What's his, uh, what's his name? Uh, Campbell? I can't remember. I, did, I didn't look at the list long enough to remember. Um, offensive rookie is Purdy, Kenneth Walker, and Garrett Wilson. Kenneth Walker was awesome. I mean, I think I know Purdy won games, but I don't – was his stats that eye-popping? And I wonder when they vote on these, too. They must have uh, voted on these before the pre- postseason. Right? Yeah, I would think so. And I, I think it is Purdy, dude. Because if Purdy obviously leads them to a Super Bowl, it's like, well, that's clear-cut. But if they voted on this before the postseason happened – I don't know if it is Purdy. I don't know. I don't have the stats up of Walker and Wilson to shoot that down. I'm trying to pull up Kenneth Walker right now. Kenneth Walker had 1,050 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. And then, yeah, only 160. Oh, you know, over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. Did he play all 17 games? I feel like he was hurt a little bit. Um... I'll look at game logs here. Uh, 
Why are you looking it up? No, he only, paid, he only paid in 15. 15 games, yeah. He had a pretty solid year. Uh, Brock Purdy finished with the highest QBR. No, rating. What the fuck is rating? Hmm. It was like 105, 110, or something like that. Well, yeah, it was 107. The highest in the NFL. Finished the year. That's insane. That's awesome. Uh, and the final thing is defensive rookie. You got Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, and Tariq Woolen on the Seahawks. Seems like that's Sauce Gardner's to win, right? Yeah. No, Sauce Gardner is arguably the best corner in the NFL already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's an island. And I will say, I think I had him as my number one player on the on the draft. So. He's fucking nasty. That he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tariq Woolen, I don't even know what like round he went in, but he he's under. He was late, wasn't he? He was. Was he, he like a four or filth. five? Yeah, I don't even know. I have no idea, but like I I keep seeing his name, and then finally I watched him, and like that kid's a stud. Uh, let's see, where's draft fifth here? Round. Yeah, fifth, fifth round. round. Yep. Wow. Good for him, dude. I'm proud of him. Really proud of him. <laughs> Ah, shit. <laughs> he's All a right. big boy. So I didn't realize that. He's 6'4", 210. 6'4"? That's oh what his Wikipedia God. page says. And you know Wikipedia is 100% accurate. So It is. I think Michael Scott told us that. Is that right? <laughs> Does he have a nickname on Wikipedia? Usually it's um, Pro Football Talk. Uh, not Pro Football Talk. Uh, pro Football or whatever it is. It usually has the nicknames, right? Oh, yeah. Pro Football Reference. Yeah, yeah. They don't have any. They don't have any on there. Uh, no. I don't see anything on. Um, yeah, I don't either. Wikipedia either. Oh, they do have one on uh, on uh, Pro Football. It's Reek the Freak. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought I was reading. <laughs> Reek the Freak. It says or Avatar. I never. I don't know what that would mean, but Reek the Freak. I like that. Probably because the size of one of those fucking guys. Yeah. No shit. Dude, see, uh, what's his name? Loves long, big, long corners. Carroll. Uh, Pete Carroll does. Like, that's what he had when they were dominant when he had uh, Browner. both Sherman and Browner. Yeah. And, and then they had Cam Chancellor at safety, who was oh my God. the hardest, one of the hardest hit safeties in the league. That, that team who was, was the other? In the who was the other safety they had? Uh, kid went to Texas. Uh, yeah. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Thomas Earl girlfriend. Thomas. Harold Thomas. Yeah, you're right. The teammates were calling him Avatar because of his freakish size and athleticism because of the guys in the movie. So it's <laughs> awesome. That was cool. It's awesome. He's a, he's a stud, man. That's great. All right. Well, let's talk about this week's coming up games. We got uh, both games Sunday, three o'clock starts the first game. Do you guys like that? Sunday, three and six thirty. Did you like yep. that this past week? You did. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Get I like that wood stove cranking in the in the garage. It's gonna be nice this week. I I like it more than the what they did Saturday at like four thirty and eight thirty. But I like I mean I like Sunday more than what they did Saturday. Sorry, yeah. I said yeah. That incorrectly. Uh, first game is the Niners versus the Eagles. Uh, I get this a couple days ago. I don't know if the lines changed. I can check it up. But two and a half was the other day. Eagles favored by two and a half. Uh, let's see what update it is. It's still two and a half. Over under that game is forty six and a half. Uh, 
49ers 12 game win streak currently. Last time they lost October 23rd. It's been a hot minute since they lost. Unbelievable. I I like I'm a big fan of the Eagles. I know I've been saying this, so like I don't think they have a weakness. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see if they can put points on the board before 49ers. I feel like every game the 49ers have been playing with a lead, which is comfortable for them. You know, they're built to play with a lead. Let's put the ball in Brock Purdy's hands and see if he can make some plays. And I think that there's a lot of playmakers. Chauncey Gardner, all these guys are, are playmakers for Philly. Can they take advantage of it? Um, who knows? But I think that Philly has so many so many of these guys that are sick of listening about the 49ers and how good their defense is. What are they going to do about A.J. Brown? Like, I, I just don't know if they have a guy that can go out there and single cover him. Um, and then if you do bring that, they're going to be able to run the ball with you. They can do – I mean, they'll run the power. They'll run the options. They'll run all this stuff. They'll – they have they have the guys that can do it. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And they're at home. Hey, is this so is this a situation, Shory? Like I I know what you said because Purdy made some decisions against Dallas, and you're just kind of like, Jesus Christ, this guy like he just seemed like you wanted to throw interceptions all game. Um so it's obviously important for San Francisco to kind of get into their offense, be able to do what they want to do, run the football, you know, those play action passes. And allow Purdy, you know, make sure Purdy doesn't have to stretch the field to get them back in the game. As long as he can kind of stay into that that comfort zone, just dumping it off seven, eight, nine, ten yards at a time, then he maybe hit a few shots play action here, here, or there. But um, I, I guess I ask the same question: like, are we? And he's a lot more talented. But are we sure if you know if San Francisco gets up fourteen? Has Jalen Hurts has he had to get like thrown the ball all over the fucking field in this year to like for them to like, get back into a game? I mean, Philly's kind of the same thing. When their offense is cooking, they're definitely like front runners in terms mm-hmm. of their offense runs best when they're like winning games because they don't want to they don't have to throw the football. They can run it with Miles Sanders. They can run it with Jalen Hurts. So it's like we kind of ask the same question. And I know I have more confidence in the fact that Hurts has the ability and the weapons to throw the ball and get back into games. But I'm still, I still kind of curious on whether or not, you know, how, how Philly reacts if they do get punched in the mouth in the first quarter, maybe they're down by, you know, two, you know, 10 to 14 or something like that, how that's going to go for their offense. Because it's just, I don't know if their offense is necessarily built just, you know, to throw the ball 40, 45 times if they have to in a game to try to try to get back into it. Um, with that being said, it's just I want the Niners to win, but Philly has just looked like the best team all year long in the NFL. And I just think there's a major difference in quarterback talent between Hurts and Purdy. And I just I hate it, but I just I, I just like the Eagles in this game. Just looking down through the schedule, I found uh, when you were talking, I was kind of just looking at it, so I wasn't really listening too much to what you were saying. I mean, I was, but I wasn't. But it looks like the only game where Hurts led like a fourth quarter comeback was against the Colts in like week, I don't know what that is, like week 10 maybe. They won 17-16 in a pretty gross game. He scored 14 points in the fourth to come back. So like Goal said, like most of the time the Eagles are winning and he just can basically do what he does and run the clock out. So. I like the 49ers in this game. I think that their defense is just special, dude. Um, and I think that the offense weapons that they have, the way that they use guys just 
unorthodox ways. Uh, they just have some pretty awesome weapons on offense, and so it allows Purdy to not have to be perfect in order to win, even though, like Sherry said, he's had a, the best QB uh, rating in the year. So uh, I think the Niners stay hot, dude, and I think they beat Philly. So I know some people yeah, are pretty happy to hear you pick against Philly. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I will say, like, sure, like, one key I do think, and I know, like you said, who, how are they going to match up with A.J. Brown? I think one thing that's going to go, and I don't know how they're going to use him, and I'm just using throwing this guy out there because he's a goddamn freak in terms of athleticism and his speed and everything else. Um, but I'd imagine that the Niners are going to do whatever they can to kind of have Fred Warner spying the fuck out of Jalen Hurts most, you know, almost every fucking play because – there are very few linebackers that can probably keep up with fucking Hurts when he in the open field. Warner's one of them. That guy is a fucking freak. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they how they. Uh, I didn't realize the guy's actual name is Federico, so that's even cooler. <laughs> that. um, but he's just I don't know, man. I think that's going to be something interesting to see what they do with him and see if they have him basically just mirroring Hurts. Not they a, have you know, three one. linebackers that are absolute ballers. Shahir, Shahir uh, and Greenlaw, too, who are yeah. – they have three linebackers that are phenomenal. And then, obviously, they have Nick Boza coming off the edge. Jimmy Ward's probably the guy who's a little bit more physical. He's, he used to play corner, and then he played safety. Now he plays more of a slot. They ha- like He's probably the guy who will be on A.J. Brown one-on-one. But, like, that's scary to me. Like, putting anyone on A.J. Brown is scary because, A, he's got burners for some, like, and then he hits a slant harder than anyone. If you miss one tackle with a slant, it's gone. The coolest thing to me about Shanahan was watching against the Cowboys is that he actually went away from McCaffrey because he needed the run, a guy that was just going to hit the hole and give me the five, where McCaffrey's more of like, yeah. I can take two and make it into ten, or I can make ten and take it into a hundred. But, well, I just put my nose down and try to get the three, four yards. He went to Eli Mitchell, and Eli Mitchell was like, I know his numbers weren't off the charts, but he was at least pounding the ball for like four or five yards of carry compared to what McCaffrey was doing. And all the credit in the world to it, like that's a, that's when you know your coach has got the balls to do what's best for their team. Like, hey, I have the most gifted running back in the NFL, but right now it's just not not in the game plan. Like t- time to time to run the other guy who also was a speedster, but was just putting his head down and, and hammering uh that was that was cool to watch so like that <clears throat> i give credit to shanahan because i think he's a better coach and like in-game adjustments he could do it although he didn't run he didn't do a very good job um in the super bowl against the patriots um running the ball at all no what what's your guys take on um so he's a backup to bosa right defensive end but charles Aminahu, I don't know who's oh it right. Yeah. So he oh, was arrested yeah. to uh, yesterday, I think it was, or Monday. I think. What it's a said. fucking idiot. Yeah, domestic violence, I believe, suspicion of domestic violence. So like. Oh yeah. Obviously the yeah. So I don't. He doesn't have a great stats in the year. Obviously he's he's back up to Bosa, so he doesn't play a ton because Bosa's out there all the time. But just distractions on a conference championship week to a team, you know, like this dude's like arrested and he's in the news now. If this guy's gonna play, it's like that. That's not a good thing for the Niners heading into a conference championship. No. No, it's not. I do think it's a situation where if you have a team that's poorly coached, I think it's a lot more difficult to get through these situations. I think Shanahan's just 
you know, he's, he's, he controls the locker room. He's, he's one of the better coaches in the league. So I feel like it's kind of one of those things where they kind of, I don't know how much of a distraction it'll be, but I do agree with you in, in certain situations, it could fucking derail yep. a team's focus during the week. Uh, right. The other one, we got Bengals chiefs games at six 30. Uh, this game is in Kansas city, not the neutral site. Uh, love all the freaking drama around that. We got the Bengals. I game opened as Chiefs favorites, and now the Bengals have swung uh, to one point favorites currently. Um, 47 and a half in that one. Mahomes says he's gonna play. Don't know what the percentage of that ankle is at this point, but uh, yeah, these teams these teams played Week 13. By the way, Bengals won that 27-24. It's it comes down to how far along that ankle is. If Mahomes is only like 75, 80 percent, I don't I just I his arm talent's still there. But what he does best, like like we talked about earlier in terms of keeping plays alive and he's going to have to do that because Trey Hendrickson and um, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. They're all the defensive end. They get the fuck after the quarterback and he's going to be under pressure a lot, probably. Um, on Sunday. And I just think that the injury, if Mahomes is a hundred percent, I don't know what it is. I just, I probably would take Kansas city, but he's, I don't think he's going to be, I think he's going to be limited on what he can do. I think he's going to have to stay in the pocket. And I just, um, I just give me, give me the, give me, uh, Joe, give me Sam, the, the Bengals. Sam Hubbard. So you're looking at Hubbard. Yeah. Sam Hubbard. Hubbard. Yeah. I couldn't uh, yeah, even find just, it. Uh, yeah, yeah go ahead, Kev. You want me to go? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I honestly think I think the Bengals are going to win this game regardless if Mahomes is 100 percent or not. I think Burrow is in Mahomes' head. I think he owns that dude, and um, I just think that his ankle is going to dictate whether or not this game is a close game or the Bengals win by like you know 10 points or something like that or 14 points. I think the Bengals win this game. I think the ankle just determines whether or not it's close or not. That's my take on it. And I, I guess what I'm curious about is no team really has an answer, but like, do the Bengals have an answer? I feel like they were pretty damn prepared this past week against the Bills. Do they, do they have a, uh, anything that they can do to slow down Kelsey? The Bengals? Because if, if, if Mahomes can't move around like he can, he's obviously going to go to his safety blanket a lot. And his safety blanket, which is one of the best we've seen in a long time, is Kelsey. So do the Bengals have something? You know, they got three good? good safeties. Three. Jesse Bates, Vaughn Bell. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of the other one. I know Mike Hilton will play the slot. He can play some safety. He can put some pressure. Oh, Trey... Trey, no, Trey Flowers plays. Trey Flowers is like a he'll be out, but he's like a six four, six five corner. But like they have guys that will be physical with Kelsey. Like that's why I think they match up well with them. Like that's mm. literally the first thing I was gonna say was they, if they can take away Kelsey, and that's Mahomes' quick throw. Now if Mahomes can't fucking move, oh boy! Like I, I think it's a lock of the fucking year. Cincinnati wins this. Yeah. I don't think they have a shot. Because well, they're not going to worry about them. They, they're begging. They're going to beg Kansas City to run the ball. Like, please run the ball. They're not going to be able to. Like, this is this is a mismatch to me with Mahomes' ankle. I, I, and I just – I watched him walk off the podium today, and I'm like – it looked like he was walk, hurting walking 
no way he's making cuts. Like, and that's what he is. His change of direction is incredible in the pocket. Plays going one way, bam, the other way. And then to be able to like plant his foot and throw it 45, 50 yards downfield. I don't know if he'll be able to do that and take a shot. Like, oh boy. I, um, I think this is a mismatch. I do. And I, I'm going to, I, I, I think we're all on the Bengals. I am going to play again, little devil devil's advocate here and say it's Cincinnati still needs to figure something out in terms of what they're going to do to block because uh, Kansas mm-hmm. city's front four is substantially better yeah, than Buffalo's loaded. Frank Clark and Chris Jones are fucking game wreckers. Those yeah. two guys are big time difference makers. So they need to make Carloff, this fuck. has been playing really well too. Yeah. Who's their first round pick. Yeah. Those guys can, and they still have like Carlos Dunlaps, who's like a veteran. That guy is like, he's been bowling. Like shout out Gators. They, they could fuck up Cincinnati's whole game plan with getting after the quarterback because they, that front four is way more talented than Buffalo's was. So that's the only reason I'm like, I, I kind of lean to Kansas city can still pull this off because like Chris Jones and Frank Clark are just, they're fucking awesome. So, and Cincinnati's offensive line still beat up quite a bit. Um, but I, I just, I think it's going to be close regardless. Cause I just think it's Reed and Mahomes, And I just, I feel like they're in every game regardless. Um, and they'll find ways to get the ball out of Mahomes hands quick enough. Um, to kind of like neutralize that whole ankle thing and not get him moving around. But I just, I just, it, he's not going to be a hundred percent. So it's just, it's Cincinnati for me. Kev, do you know <laughs> Chris Jones best moment uh, or famous moment of being before the NFL? No. Okay. We're going to do a little share screen here. Uh, share with audio. I mean, maybe if I see it, I might like bring a bell, but like, it's not. Combine. Wow. <laughs> <Balls>. <laughs> fell out. Oh no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, God. I have not seen that. Yeah. His old crank falls out mid fucking 40. Wow. <laughs> uh, confirms oh. shared. good stuff. Had to show it. Um, every time I see, him, I'm like, can't believe that's the guy whose dick fell out when he's running the forty, and he's that good. So there's uh, two NFL things I want to talk about real quick before we move on to whatever next, whatever subject we're next. But there's been talks now about the conference championship games moving to a neutral site going forward. Uh, obviously, like the Ooh. one seed now, one seed gets a bye, but um. And where no one else, no other team gets a buy. So is a buy good enough for winning the regular season, or should they still get home field advantage? What do you guys think on that? So I was gonna ask you, I was gonna ask something similar and say, but we, I can. I was like over under three years before they're playing neutral side games for the championship games. I know it's not. If they're gonna do this, they're gonna put it. They're gonna put an eighth team in the playoffs because you're you're almost better off being the two seed. I guess in a sense, I mean, you're playing an extra game, but you get two home games. Like one home game is fucking ridiculous in the playoffs if you're the one seed. That's bullshit. Yeah. There's no other advantage to it. And like the league's gonna do it because they're just fucking greedy cocksuckers, all of them. But it's stupid. I think I, I if I was a, if I was a, like the the team like the players, I'd be like this is just fucking dumb. 
Like, yeah. yeah, I'm there's not no sure advantage. it's as good as they thought. Like, I think this might have been two of the better franchises for it. Like, if if the Chargers are in the AFC Championship and they're playing the Jags, hey, there ain't no one fucking going to a neutral site. It just mm-hmm. ain't happening. But it was Buffalo. Well, you know, they- Thank God, Buffalo fans, the dumbest moron, the biggest morons of the NFL, were like, oh, my God, we're going to go. Let's buy tickets. Let's buy. We don't even fill out our own stadium. Let's go to this other stadium. Uh. It was just the perfect scenario. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I I do think they will go to eight teams. I do not think they will do a neutral site. Um, just don't see it happening. Yeah. I think it I was ho- a good scenario. I hope it doesn't either. Uh, and the other I, thing. I, here's, here's, hold on. Here's, a, here's my, like, counterpoint to that. I understand that if it's if it was the Chargers and Jags, you're saying nobody's going to show up. But if it's the Chargers and the Packers in the Super Bowl, people are going to that game. It's a neutral site. Everybody's going to go to that game. So what difference is it? Like, I understand it's like because you're thinking it's Buffalo, Kansas City. Like, that's going to be a huge game. But if it's like, if you're in the AFC Championship game, and it's no matter who the teams are, they're probably the two best teams in the AFC, people are going to go watch them play. Same thing with the NFC. Like, I feel like regardless, it's the NFL, dude. This country they just they they fucking love the NFL more than anything, and people are just gonna flock to these games if, at any opportunity. I I don't know. I don't want it to happen, but it's not gonna surprise me one bit if it happens. Not at all. I like eight game. I mean, I like eight teams making the playoffs because it's one more game to watch. But I still have trouble thinking like a, a San Diego fan or a Jacksonville fan is gonna pay to go to both an AFC championship and then a Super Bowl. Like, not everyone has that kind of money. That's a lot of fucking money. We drop yeah. it on both. You're just going to be like, I'm going to try to save for the Super Bowl. I think regardless, they would sell out no matter what, right? I just think mm. it could come down to a situation right. where, like, the lower-ranked team has a shit ton more fans at the stadium. Yeah. If it was, maybe the Chargers were, like, a one or two seed, you know? Right. I could see that yeah. happening. Yeah. Or you- or you're and just we've getting like random. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. Or you're getting rich random fans. Like you have no dog in the fight. You just want to go mm-hmm. to watch a game. Yeah. And we've already seen where uh, a Super Bowl has been hosted by the team that, like Tampa, hosted a Super Bowl and then played it at Tampa. Like, what are you going to do with these neutral sites? Is it going to be just AFC sites and you have a shot to get back to your own, or like, is it absolutely going to fuck Gillette? And Gillette's never going to host a fucking AFC championship because it's just as colder in the AFC championship as the Super Bowl, and they've never had a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So, like, I think a lot of these Northeast uh, bad weather cities owners are going to be like, fuck that. There's no way. Like, we'll, we'll never host one in Denver because of the chances of snow. Or um, why do it in Buffalo? There's not enough attraction. Like, I just don't know. They'll do it at the big house because it's more seats to sell tickets to, so then they can get 100,000 seats worth of tickets. Somehow convince Michigan to put a yeah. fucking dome over it. Yeah. All right. The other question I was going to ask you guys is that we're in, uh, we're about an hour and ten minutes into this episode, and we have not talked about the new offensive coordinator in New England. Good job, Bill. Great job. That's a good start to our off season. <laughs> Thank you. I will take Bill O'Brien, Bob. Thank you for coming back. Uh, I want to know what that contract was because I bet it's really fucking nice to come back here, but. 
as long as he did something, that was a good start. I don't think he's done either. I think he's going to add other coaches from different areas. Maybe it sounds like they're going to hire the guy from Oregon as their off uh, as their offensive line coach. I hope they bring in somebody to be like their uh, quarterback specialist. Um, I hope they bring in someone new to be the wide receivers coach. Uh, and Troy Brown stays because I still love Troy. But bring in more guys. Let's get the more we know, the more that will help us. But bringing in Bob, Billy O'Brien, was a, was a fucking heck of a start. Somebody that actually has nuts to call plays and can uh, stand up for what he's actually doing. Was he at Bama when Mac was there? No, he was on his no. way out of Bama. Mac was going to the combine. They did work together because he wanted to get him ready right. for the combine and yep. get him ready for the draft and all that stuff. So they do know and each I, other pretty well. And but, they said that Mac stayed back a few weeks at Bama to help O'Brien learned the offense too. Yeah. Kind of go through what they've been, what they typically did and stuff. Um, he's great by the way, but I mean, he's not my favorite coach, but like the fact that he's ran offenses with two tight ends, like that's what he, he's, he started when we had Hernandez, we had Gronk and we had the best offense in the NFL when he ran two, two tight ends. He's had ones that had one tight end. Um, He's had room with running quarterbacks. He's ran like, and like he's had room with really good wide receivers. He's had average wide receivers. Like, it's not like he's a guy that can just go there and run one offense. Like, he right. could run it different ways and knows how to attack defenses. I'm not saying he's the best by any means, but it, whatever he's given, he'll work with it. Uh, and he before, was kind of like the one that, ba- like that kind of like grew the whole two tight end fucking offense in yeah. New England. It wasn't like something that they had a, were like at, doing before he got there. He was the one that kind of like molded well, they that hit, into. They what struck it was. gold hitting the fucking getting a murder uh, in no. the fourth round. So well, of course they did, but and a guy and that they broke got a back fucking, in second round, right? Uh, but he was the kind of the one that kind of molded that into what it was yeah. too. Uh, before we finish this topic on this, um, Fagola, you were probably the biggest hater of the Matt Patricia Club. Can we get one last little rant on his little good riddance, dude? Uh, I mean, it's 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 kind of he just needs to go back to building fucking rockets. Like it clearly is not working out as a football coach. He wasn't a really good defensive coordinator when he was with the Patriots. I understand they won a Super Bowl, but he was I don't think he was that great. I mean, it was, I I don't know. He clearly sucks as a fucking head coach in Detroit. He can't coach offense, so I'm just not exactly sure what maybe he all he can be is like a front office guy, like an advisor guy. Maybe he can point find talent like watching it. He can't but he can't fucking coach. It's just he the offensive line was the worst fucking they were team, group, room, whatever you want to call it. In New England, probably this year, it was just fucking awful. The guy, I I don't even know if he's gonna stick around with the Patriots. Like, there's legit saying like they may move on from him, like altogether. I don't think that uh, if he went back to coaching or if he went back to uh, working on Rockets, I don't think there's any in-game adjustments with this thing. If that rocket can go in one direction and they need it to fucking turn, <laughs> they will never get that rocket left or right. That fucking thing will go one direction, one way. And it'll probably go right yeah. into a fucking meteor. Like that fucking I'll thing will just burn and crash. See you later, Matty fucking P. I'll say the rocket's going to the moon, but there's no way it's coming back to Earth. No. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm over it. And I will say, talking about Matty P, one thing that is not going to happen this fall, well, I'm, I'm going to no. say this. I'm not saying it's not going to happen because we've seen O'Brien and Brady. Mac Jones ain't fucking waving off, shaking off, fucking making faces, doing whatever to Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien ripped his throat out. Oh, yeah. Like, 
The dude used to challenge is, Brady on the fucking sidelines. Oh, he, yeah, he was used to scream at him. And the, Mac did this shit, and Patricia just stood there like a fucking buffoon and took it. That ain't going to happen. Right. I I am A-okay with uh, Steve Belichick, by the way, um, coaching the defense and be the defense coordinator. He's a great defense coordinator. I really do believe that. I'm not just saying that because I think he actually gets shit on that he's Belichick's son being a coach. But I think he's – and he was like a creep those couple times. But he was so young. He's he, <laughs> He's been a fucking rock calling defenses, really. Um, Josh Allen just made – has made – amazing plays against him like i said they're not high percentage plays they're just plays that have been amazing and people are like well they can't stop him it's like well he's calling every fucking thing he's got to like he's literally dropping his nuts yeah. on the table and josh allen's just like smashed his nuts uh and then mayo he's the next coach he's the next coach be. he he's he's just a guy who walks in the room and you're like fuck Gerard, gerard's here like listen to what he's saying yeah He's a he's a president, and it's man. clear clear as day because I don't know if you guys saw this. They announced the uh, Senior Bowl lineup down down in Alabama, I believe it is, and it's the two two head honchos are Mayo and uh, Belichick, and then all of like his under guys like Troy Brown, Steve Belichick. Those are like the the head coaches of the Senior Bowl, yeah. but Mayo and him Four oversee everything. I just uh, I just saw this article where it said LSU accidentally overpaid Brian Kelly one million dollars this year. They said the double payments began in May and continued until an LSU official detected the errors in November. Oh my god! <laughs> like what are we doing here? They accidentally overpaid him one million dollars. That fucking loser. You think he gave it back? They said they have to. They're gonna recoup it. Throughout this 2023 year, so like he's not gonna get paid as much, like on his wow. bi-weekly check, whatever it is. I once worked with somebody uh, in the like Hannaford Bakery, and they fucked up her paycheck, and they wrote like her yearly salary as her hourly salary, and it was like new. So she woke up and she had like nine hundred thousand dollars in her fucking check, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. She like was freaking out, and she was like, "This is not right." I'm going to get fucked. I know this. And then like called them. And within like five minutes, they had already reverted it back. And it was like, well, what if it was the other way? Like, what if, yeah. what if I got shorted money? How long would it take for fucking the company to fix this? Oh, we'll yeah. get you. We'll get you next pay period. Yeah. We'll get you fucking yeah. three weeks from now. Don't yeah. worry about it. But when you fuck up a million dollars and put it in someone's bank account, I would have been screenshotting the shit out of that. Yeah. All right, we have other sports, I believe it or not, than football to talk about. Is that right? Is, is that what the word on the street is? If you say so. Listen, the Boston Celtics, JT, the greatest player in the league right now, you're hearing it from me first, needs a break. That dude is being run into the fucking ground before the season's over. What are we doing, Boston? He's great. He needs a break. I'm I'm convinced now that what we saw at the end of last year in the run was just Tatum being fatigued. Like, he had to do everything. Because I watch him now, and w- with days of rest, he's the best player in the court. Without days of rest, 
I'm like, shit, this guy needs, and he leads like the NBA minutes. Like he's up there in minutes mm-hmm. per game and he plays every game. And it's like, we have JB taking games off to fix his knee. We have Al Horford plays every other game. Rob Williams plays every other game. So Brogdon's out now. Smart rolled his ankle. Like there's so many injuries that it's just like all on Tatum now. Anyways, I don't want to be negative. Jason Tatum's fucking great. Boston playing great. I think they're the best team in the NBA. They just got to make sure they're healthy going into the going into the playoffs. I know it's a long way till we get there, but they're 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 absolute money right now. And by the way, they lead the NBA in record. So what happens? Celtics get the one seed, and then the I don't I don't know how it works anymore with playoffs, but let's say the let's say the Magic get the eight seed. <laughs> <laughs> they won't lose, they, they'll get swept. No, I will promise you this: if they played the Magic in the playoffs, they would beat them by twenty five every game. It's pretty it's they pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. The Celtics have like what eleven losses on the year, and three of them are to the Magic. Three to the Magic, I think two to the Bulls, and two to the fucking Heat. It's like absurd. Like, oh, they have fourteen losses. Sorry, fourteen losses, but three to the Magic. That's crazy. Yeah, that is. Considering the Magic's records, nineteen twenty nine on the year. So damn, crazy. I'm watching the Magic too. Like I watch these games, and the Magic are like behind the back spin, fake spin, back. Oh. Sidestep three. What a dumb swish. I'm like, what a fucking dumb shot. And it just goes like they were just they just they just have a feeling against the Celtics. Like it's it's their it's their championship run. And that's what the Celtics have got to get used to is these teams like that aren't in the playoffs. It's like their time to be on national television and like time to get these chances to show highlights. ESPN, they're going to get their best shots. They have the fourth youngest team. Average age in that team is 23 and a half years old. And they are long. Yeah. That young team one. is extremely long. And Jonathan Isaac looked great. I'll touch on that real quick because he's been out for two years, um, two and a half years, actually. And he played pretty well against the Celtics. He's a good defender. I mean, he always is a good defender, but he, ma- he nailed shots. He didn't even look rusty. And you know what? I think the Magic would have beat the Celtics by a lot more if he could have played more minutes, but he was on a minute restriction. So good for Jonathan Isaac. Good for him. Good for um, him. Good for him. So as as good as um, the Celtics have been this year, there's another team in Boston that have has actually been – Exponentially better than the Celtics. The Revolution, and that's and that's the fucking yeah, the New England Revolution. <laughs> that is the Boston Bruins. Um, they are an absolute fucking wagon right now. Um, I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take control of this one. I I was watching them a lot this year. No, just, <laughs> okay, just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead, dude. Um, I'm gonna. I got a little, I wrote some stats down to kind of just explain like how fucking good they are right now. Um, so their, their records 38, five and four. So they've lost nine fucking games all year, only five in regulation. Um, they're the fastest team in NHL history to reach 80 points. And like, they say like the benchmark, like a lot of, there may be like 10, 12 teams in a season score, get a hundred points in a, in the regular season. The Bruins can play 286 hockey over the next five, 35 games and still finish with over 100 points. Wow. They're on pace for 66 wins. The previous NHL record is 62. The 95 Red Wings and uh, 95, 96 Red Wings in the 2018, 2019 Lightning 
a stat I don't like about that, neither one of those teams yeah. won the Stanley Cup. I think they actually got so, bounced first round, both of them. Uh, no, the Red Wings lost in the Western Conference Finals, but the Lightning got swept against the Blue Jackets yeah. in the first round, surely. Um, they're on pace for 140 points in a season. The previous record was 132 by the 77-76 Canadians. They're on pace for the seventh best goal differential in the history of the league. Um, and the, one of the biggest reasons why is their fucking goalies have been absurd. Both of them. The team save percentage is uh, 932. The second second place in NHL is 921. Their goals against per game are 2.02. Second place is 2.45. 2.54. Linus Allmark, they're basically their number one goalie, is 25 and three this season. He's got a 938 save percentage. To put in perspective how good that is, the all-time record for a season is 940. He's got nine, he's at 938 right now. Olmark is like I said, 938 save percentage. Second place in the NHL is 925. He's got a 189 goals against average. Second place is 2.21. Their goalies, him and Jeremy Swayman, are first and fourth in the league in goals against average. That's the absurd. Boston Bruins have only allowed 98 goals all season long. The next closest team to them is the New Jersey Devils, and they've let up 123. There isn't a te- there isn't a team within 10 points of them right now. The closest is the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they have 68 points. And the Bruins have played two less games. It is fucking nuts. Like they just don't lose games. Like it's fucking crazy. Like. It is so weird because it's like one of those things, like I said, about how good they've been and how like the the track record of teams that have done this. And I hate I like it's almost like I want them to go on a, like a streak where they lose like fucking eight out of ten. <laughs> like just to, like so like so like a little thing. But like I they are fucking dominating right now. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. They've lost one game in regulation at home. I think they went like 19. They were like. 23 or 24 games to start the season without losing a game in regulation. They lost a couple in overtime and shootouts and shit at home, but it, they, they have one loss in regulation. There's only been one team, the Seattle Kraken, like two weeks ago, beat them at, in regulation at home. Yeah. They don't, they don't lose games at home. It's just, it's fucking ridiculous what they're doing right now. Do you, uh, do you watch them often? Like mostly every night on? you do every night. I if find myself all, I mean, watching them quite a bit. I bet I've already watched them more this year than I did last year. If, they're fun. Like they're, they're so fun to watch. Yeah. If they're on, we we have it on. I mean, maybe like if it's you know, we might may not see like the beginning of the game because like the the kids are watching a show and like then we get them ready for bed. But usually if they're on and like Lynn and I are watching TV, we're we're watching the Bruins. That's it's, it's impressive line right now. Is unbelievable. And then with uh, Lindholm, McAvoy, like there's just, this team is just so yeah. deep too. Like it's, I, and I used to hate David Krejci. He's a playing out of his mind. Krejci's awesome. I love, He's been I unreal. love Krejci. And Pasternak is, that guy is going to they gotta get pay him. fucking yeah. paid. Uh, they have to pay him. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy too. Like, you know, you talk like, I don't, again, like plus minus in hockey, it's basically your plus minus is the difference on how many times you've been on the ice for a goal. 
compared to how many times you've uh, been on the ice for a goal scored versus a goal let up. They don't have a single like regular player. There's one guy, Anton Strollman, who like oh, jo- Jakob Zaboro has only played 14 games this year. He's minus one. Everybody else that plays regularly is like plus nine or better. They're really talking about Lindholm. He's plus 34. Like it's just right. absurd. I don't know. He's been great. And they were like, what are they going to do with McAvoy when he comes back? I mean, I know that was a long time ago, but they've been even more electric. Like it's been even better than like what we thought. Right. And so. it's like, it's kind of unfair, like from a like team perspective, because they, a lot of teams may not have a true number one defenseman. And if, most teams, if you're lucky, if you have one, the right. Bruins have two. Lindholm and, and McAvoy. So they're on the ice. Sometimes they split yeah, them and on the ice at different times. It, it's it's nuts. It's and it's kind of unfair. It really it is. is like to opposing teams because you don't just have to deal with having one fucking number one defenseman trying to shut you down. You got to deal with two of them and they're just they're in two different defensive pairs. It's fucking. It's yeah. It's this is the deepest team they've had I think, um, in a few years, top to bottom. They're getting scoring from everywhere. It's 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 gonna be it's really fun to watch them and I you know I hopefully, um. You know, hopefully they can make a run come April, right. May, June. But um, right now it's certainly fun. And looking forward to uh, seeing them in a few weeks, actually. Going down, Lynn and I are going down. Oh, nice. So. Who are they playing? Uh, the Islanders. Matinee, 4 o'clock game at the Garden. Perfect. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, Lud's birthday. Exciting. Kev, you too? Yeah, I was thinking about tagging along, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Milan Lutrick, your favorite? I so when we were we were at UMaine, I I loved the hockey games over there. I thought going to hockey games were was exciting. But Bruins is or uh, NHL is the only pro sport I haven't been to. Uh, I think it would be really fun to go. But like I, at the end of the day, I don't really. If I never go to an NHL game, I'm not going to be sitting on my deathbed being like, damn it, I really wish I attended an <laughs> NHL game. So yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it would be a blast. One. I'm sure it would be a blast really? to go to. But I've only been to one. Went a shout out. I went with uh, I went with Lid and um, shout out T Ruff and uh, his old lady. Oh shit! It was uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. They put was the coyotes, that, I think. Was that a thank you gift for him winning you a fantasy baseball championship? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny because like shit. they were. It was so weird. They were going down. Ruffy and Jenna were, and he's like, "Oh, you want to go?" And I'm like, "I ain't fucking tagging along. I'm not like third wheeling it. No." Um. Yeah, and uh, there you go. I, yeah, lead came. So coolest thing I've ever been to was I think I probably said this on this, but when after the Boston bombings and before they found the bombers, I went to the hockey game when they played, and like the police came in and they gave a standing ovation. It was one of the coolest fucking things ever. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. Bad. Yep. 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 Oh shit. That's all I got. You guys got it. That's it, dude. All right. Well, so. uh, touch base next week, but I was going to say, I got a sure. I know you hated people doing this, but I am going to rub it in. I am going to be on vacation next, next weekend. Oh, you got a vacation already. What are you doing? Oh, is that your trip? Tequila. That's your golf oh. trip. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mind like bragging up that you're going on vacation. Just don't like send me a photo or two. But then don't overload it. Like, send me, oh, a, okay, like, two to threes max, 
You start sending four, you're bragging, okay? Um, <laughs> and then send like a bad one too. Like I think I went on uh, a trip to South Carolina. I sent one in. You asked if I was in a third world country, and I was like, see, I don't have him feeling like shit on his desk. This place is awesome. <laughs> but I didn't want you thinking that. I will send you some uh, some. I will say this: the ride from Charleston to Kiowa. There are some not so nice homes. So yeah, I'll, I'll send you some on the way down. Well, if it makes you feel any better, it's like 77 down there today, and I think when we go down, it's gonna be down drop down to 50. So ooh, mm. and then warm back up as soon as we leave. So that's yeah, good. that's the yep. way it goes. Well, have fun. That'll be sick. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. Um, thank you for listening, and everyone, stay healthy. Peace. Bye, guys. Yeah.